Good morning, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to The Daily Oz. It's the 14th of February. I'm back from a couple of days off, feeling refreshed and ready to hit the news again. And Zara, it is going to be a massive week of international news. You're going to be hearing a lot about Ukraine and Russia. What is the latest from Eastern Europe? We're going to deep dive into this a bit later, but just quickly, yesterday we got word that the Australian embassy in Ukraine's capital city of Kiev was set to be evacuated amid these rising concerns over a potential invasion. The embassy will be moved to a temporary office in the city of Lviv with Prime Minister Scott Morrison yesterday warning it's been a clear message for some time now that Australians in Ukraine should be seeking to get out of the country. To New South Wales politics now, and over the weekend there were four by-elections held in the state. Labor candidate Michael Holland claimed victory for the seat of Bega, while Liberal candidate Tim James retains the seat for Willoughby. That was Gladys Berejiklian's former seat. Nationals candidate Nicole Overall won the seat of Monero, taking former Nationals Deputy Premier John Barillaro. Labor candidate Jason Yatsin Lee won the seat of Strathfield as well. A standoff between Canadian police and Freedom Convoy protesters has continued over the weekend as demonstrators blocked a key bridge in the US. The protesters have occupied the bridge for over five days now and it's disrupting both traffic and international trade. It comes after a court order that was issued on Friday to end the blockade. And your Monday good news, Australia added another medal to its Winter Olympics tally over the weekend after Jocelyn Narricott won silver in the women's skeleton. She is actually the first Australian woman to win a medal in the event of any colour. Over the weekend, headlines about the rising tensions between both Russia and Ukraine dominated the news. Before we deep dive into what exactly this update is, firstly, Sam, could you give us just a 10-second reminder as to why these two nations are actually in the news in the first place? Okay, so this is the TLDR of it all. In early December, US intelligence officials used satellite images to determine that Russia had plans for a military offensive at the Ukraine border. The Russian government denied this. When it became apparent that Russia did indeed have troops on the border, they made a list of demands, namely that they wanted Ukraine not to join the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, otherwise known as NATO. NATO is the military alliance between 30 nations, including the US and 28 European countries, and they've shown long-term support to Ukraine. Since then, the US has deployed troops to the Russia-Ukraine border. This is a big strategic step. It's also important to mention here that Putin has consistently denied any intent to invade Ukraine, despite what is said by the US government. Right, so why is Prime Minister Scott Morrison talking about this situation and why did he hold a press conference about it over the weekend? It's one of those funny things with a major international story where it feels very real all of a sudden for us down in Australia when Australian citizens living in Ukraine were urged to leave the country. That was on Saturday and then on Sunday it was announced that the Australian embassy in Ukraine's capital city of Kiev is set to be evacuated as we said at the top of the podcast. In a press conference, Morrison had this to say. But the situation, as you are all hearing as well, uh, is deteriorating and is reaching a very dangerous stage. And just to add some more complexities to this situation, Prime Minister Morrison also had some strong words to China about some criticisms that were said over the weekend. I note that overnight Australia has been criticised by the Chinese government for peacefully coming together with our partners in the Quad, with the United States, with Japan and India, and 
working together to promote peace and prosperity in our own region. Yet, Chinese government is happy to criticise Australia for engaging in such peaceful activities, but yet remains chillingly silent on Russian troops amassing on the Ukrainian border. And what about the international reaction to the rising tensions? Well, Australia wasn't alone here in instructing their citizens to leave Ukraine. And in fact, they weren't even alone in moving their embassy. Nations such as New Zealand, Belgium, Germany, Italy, Israel, Portugal, the UAE, Iraq and Kuwait have all urged their nationals to leave Ukraine amid the rising tensions. President Biden also had a similar message for US nationals living in Ukraine. American citizens should leave, should leave now. We're dealing with one of the largest armies in the world. This is a very different situation and things could go crazy quickly. Speaking of Biden, there were reports of Biden and Putin speaking over the weekend. What do we know came from that call? Both sides kept their cards quite close to their chest here. We know that it was a one-hour phone call between US President Joe Biden and Russian leader Vladimir Putin, specifically about the invasion of Ukraine. Neither side had any breakthroughs during the call, and there were apparently no fundamental changes to what's going to happen from here. A Biden official did say that the call was professional and substantive. Neither of those are particularly reassuring. From the Russian side, the Kremlin said Biden did not take Russia's main concern, specifically about Ukraine's admission into NATO into account. Ultimately, Putin asked for an assurance from Biden that America wouldn't support Ukraine's admission into NATO, and that would mean further NATO expansion towards the Russian border and subsequently troops from NATO deployed on those borders. The meeting seems to have a very different tone to French President Emmanuel Macron's meeting with Putin last week on an extremely long table. French officials said that nothing in that meeting suggested that Russia is actually preparing an invasion. The White House has since announced it's willing to compare the meeting notes Biden had with Macron's to try and work out exactly the message being sent by the Russians at the moment. It certainly feels like a waiting game to see what happens next at the border and how that might play out on the international stage. Zara, I actually predict it's one of those stories that can be quite consuming for followers of the story on news media, as there's so many regular developments here. If you need quick up-to-date grabs of what's happening, check us out on Instagram. It can help break down what is quite a complex geopolitical story. You can find us on The Daily Oz. Until then, we'll speak to you on Tuesday.